This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting the next installment of Fargo. Fargo, starring Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman, premieres with back-to-back episodes Sunday, September 27th at 9 p.m. on FX and streams next day FX on Hulu. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, host of How I Built This, with the recommendation for another podcast for you to check out, namely How I Built This. Every week, I talk to the people behind some of the most inspiring companies and brands in the world with stories of incredible persistence, grit, and insight. You can find How I Built This on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcasts. From NPR and WNYC, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, and here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hello, Jonathan. Hello. So get ready to buy some Raisinets from CVS and hide them in your purse, because this week we're revisiting some of our favorite games about movies. And if it goes well, we're going to make five to seven sequels of this, maybe one prequel. Jonathan, when you go to a movie, what's your favorite snack to buy? Well, you know, it's a movie, so it's a special occasion. I like to splurge. You know how they have uh, those bottles uh, filled with water, and they're like fourteen bucks. I get one of those. <laughs> yeah. a big water. So much water, it's all to- at it's once. It's totally worth it. What do you, What do you get? I like what I call a mystic pizza. That's uh, a movie pizza, and the meat looks sort of suspicious, but you eat it anyways. Yeah, no, I know that pizza. For the first act of our film favorites, we're joined by puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin and contestants Grace Ann Dorse and Eric Askinaz for a game called Dinner in a Movie. Grace Ann and Eric, the first of you who wins two of our games will move on to our final round at the end of the show. Let's start with a word game. Dine-in movie theaters are opening up all over the country, so we took that trend one step further. Instead of dinner and a movie, we've inserted dinner into a movie. So in each clue, we've replaced one word in a movie's title with a rhyming food word. Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, how about an example? So in this film, astronauts crash onto a distant-seeming world where vine-ripened fruit rules over the human race? The answer would be Planet of the Grapes, because grapes rhymes with apes. Buzz into answer, and the winner will be one step closer to the final round at the end of the show. Here we go. Ryan Reynolds stars as a wise-cracking superhero who's anything but gluten-free. Grace Ann. Brad Poole. Yeah, that's right. Although in real life, we know that guy never comes near a carp. Probably not. <laughs> no, no. He, like, lives on arugula and sit-ups or something. <laughs> Sally Field, Dolly Parton, Shirley MacLaine, and Julia Roberts play a group of tender young cows living through love and loss in a small southern town. Grace Ann. You said cows? Yes. <laughs> Do you know some part of the answer? That... I know the movie. Okay. Um, young Cows. Young Cows. <laughs> okay. Good no, answer. I... Not what we were looking for, but a I... good try. Eric, can you steal? Veal Magnolias. That's that what we correct. were looking for. Yes. Vegans cry twice <laughs> at that movie. In this 2002 franchise starter, Matt Damon tries to regain his memories while fighting off people trying to spread butter on him and eat his kernels. Eric. Corn. (laughs) Ultimatum? Legacy. Corn legacy. It's the the franchise starter. Uh, Wait, the born... The born... Um, memorandum, corn, oh, okay. corn solution. <laughs> All right, Grayson. <laughs> Ultimatum. Grayson, can you steal? The corn identity. Correct. Oh. <laughs> Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves are extraordinary lovers who can only communicate with slices of angel food, carrot, and German chocolate left in a time travel mailbox. Grayson. Do you know the movie? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be tough then. <laughs> Eric, can you steal? Um, the Catrix. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be. I mean, yeah, they would have to change the costumes in that movie if they're eating cake all the time. 
but no, it's not the cake tricks. We were looking for but, the movie oh. is the lake house, and this was we were looking for the cake house. That's a real movie. The lake house. <laughs> the lake house is the cake house. Soon to be a real movie. Soon to be a real movie. Or the cake tricks. The cake tricks. The, the cake tricks is amazing. That is amazing. This is your last clue. A New York City cop fights terrorists in a skyscraper by flinging globs of rendered pig fat. Uh, Grace Ann. Die lard. Yes. Oh. Yes. Correct. Puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our contestants do? Congratulations, Grace Ann. Well done. You're one step closer to moving on to our final round. <laughs> Today we're revisiting some of our favorite games about movies, and what would a good movie be without a great theme song? Jonathan, time for a quick speed round. Oh Can you name the theme song from each of these movies? Okay. Nine to five. Uh, nine to five by Dolly Parton. That is correct. Footloose. Uh, uh, Footloose by Kenny Loggins. <laughs> correct. E.T. Uh, E.T. by Katy Perry. Ah, three for three. Yeah. You know what's amazing? She wrote that song even though she was born two years after the movie came out. She's always been very advanced. What an amazing woman. When it comes to iconic movie themes, there's one franchise that we and Daniel Craig just cannot seem to quit. So we challenge our contestants, Stephanie Golas and Julia Leffler, to a music parody quiz called Something, James Something. We rewrote James Bond movie themes to be about other famous people named James. <laughs> and I would like for you to answer the way James Bond would. So if I sing about the author of Finnegan's Wake, you will answer... Joyce. James Joyce. <laughs> if you get the person correct, you will get the chance for a bonus point by identifying the Bond theme. The winner will be one step closer to moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, here we go. When he was young and a rebel without a cause This actor played mixed up young man you know it did, you know it did, you know it did. He starred in Giant, he made East of Eden, but he drove much too fast. Died in a crash. Stephanie. James Dean. I meant, oh, shoot. Yes, but you would answer. Dean. James Dean. That's correct. <laughs> And for the bonus point, what movie is that from? Uh, Live or Let Die. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to go to the judge on this one. Are we going to allow it? Yeah, I think so. It's right. a conjunction problem. It's Live and Let Die. <laughs> I've seen zero James Bond movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you got the bonus point. <laughs> you only live one. That's why this guy does everything Acting, directing, going to school This Spring Breakers star Even hosted the Oscars once The only time he didn't look cool Julia Franco James Franco. That's right. Do you know the name of the movie? That you Only Died Twice? I have also not seen very many James Bond movies. No, I don't think, I don't think we can... Uh, no, that one, you get a one, one chance to clarify that. That's not quite correct. You Only Live Twice? Yeah! <laughs> one or the other. Hear this guy sing, oh so mellow He was married once to Carly Simon Fire and rain, your smiling face This guy wrote them cause he's good at rhyming Who's this guy? Stephanie Taylor, James Taylor Oh yeah, that's right and for the bonus point, what movie is that from? Oh, you don't know. You don't know the answer. <laughs> what is it, everybody? Skyfall. 
Skyfall, that's right. Adele wrote that. So. I knew it was Adele, but I had no, no idea. Soul singer. He's the man called Soul Brother number one. Sang please, please, please. Such a bold singer. He did songs like Sex Machine and Cold Sweat. Often on his knees. Julia. Brown. James Brown. You got it. And that was Goldfinger. That was Goldfinger for the bonus point. He does meticulous research. He interviews stars of the screen. That actor's studio guy. The man with the index cards. How resolutely does he search? He knows every fact, every scene. Julia. I, I want to say Corden, James Corden. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. He does research very well. That's, uh, <laughs> that could be true about many people. <laughs> I like that you're like, I'm going to sell my answer. <laughs> Maybe you'll change your mind. Not, that's not who we were looking for, let me put it that way. Stephanie, do you know the answer? I can see his face because on, on Arrested Development. <laughs> it's wrong. Carville, can, James Carville. I'm sorry, that is, that is incorrect. Who knows the answer? Lipton, James Lipton is what we're looking for from, from Actors Studio. It was the man with the golden gun. Was that one. All right, this is your last clue. From England with love. He comes to us, he follows Colbert on CBS, a late, late night host who proved he had the goods in Into the Woods. Stephanie. Corden. James Corden. <laughs> James Corden, that's right. Boy, spoiler alert, oh, yeah. Julia. Uh, Stephanie, do you know the name of the movie or song? From Russia with Love? Yeah, you got it. You got the bonus point. Art Chung, how did our contestants do? Congratulations, Stephanie. You're one step closer to the final round. There are plenty of famous siblings in Hollywood, the Baldwins, the Arquettes, the Olsen twins, but few get along as well as today's special guests. Coming up, an interview with writer-directors Jay and Mark Duplass, a.k.a. the Duplass Brothers. And after that, an all-female remake of the interview starring the Duplass sisters. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Dell. When you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor, they're focused on you, ready to give advice on everything from laptops to the cloud, and offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready for what's next. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. This message comes from NPR sponsor Netflix's Ratchet, from the creator of American Horror Story and starring Emmy Award winner Sarah Paulson. Netflix's Ratchet tells the origin story of how the iconic asylum nurse from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Mildred Ratchet, came to be. This suspenseful drama delves deep into the mysterious world of 1940s psychiatric hospitals, where Mildred Ratchet must reckon with her past and anyone in her way. Watch Ratchet only on Netflix September 18th. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Jonathan Colton, and here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. And today we've put together some of our favorite movie moments from our show. On Ask Me Another, we often feature guests who are writers, actors, directors, or producers, but sometimes we get greedy and book a special guest who is all four. We spoke to Jay and Mark Duplass about their journey from nerdy film kids to nerdy film adults. Please welcome our VIPs. You know them from their work on Transparent, The League, and HBO's Togetherness. They've also made a million indie movies together. It's Mark and Jay Duplass. Hey, 
Hi, guys. Now, you two have been making movies together since you were six and nine? Was I don't know if I'd call it a movie. There See, was some footage that played that in was... a row. Okay. It was not an entertaining uh, viewing experience, if you're <laughs> a, interested. A lot of um, filmmakers' uh, films from their younger days are prophetic of future genius. Ours was not. No? What was the uh, content? The first one was the invisible man walking across the room where we would move the shoes one foot in front of the other and film them a couple of seconds at a time and blow people's minds. Yes. Um, the second one was a remake of The Blob where our blue beanbag just rolled down the stairs. Yeah. It's just so nice hearing the two of you talk like this because I love my family. I would never want to work with them. So what happens in the family when you two fight? We don't fight a lot, and we have actually talked about it. We wonder if maybe we should fight more. We've talked about going to therapy so that we do fight more. So try some yelling and screaming. We're worried that maybe we're repressing some stuff. Your breakout movie was a short film called This Is John about a man trying to leave the perfect outgoing message on his answering machine. Really just any, any message. Any message. Any yeah. message. We had tried to be the Coen brothers in the early 90s, but we failed. <laughs> Miserably, because they're the Coen brothers. They're really good at it, too. Super, a whole other problem. super good at being the yeah. Coen brothers. Um, we were kind of ready to throw in the towel. I was like pushing 30 and was like, I got to stop torturing myself and our family with this artist thing. And so Mark was like, well, let's just make a movie today. So we took a home video camera. And the story we came up with was something that had happened to me the day before, which was I was trying to record the greeting of my answering machine. And I failed, and I had a nervous breakdown and was crying on the floor. Uh, thank you very much. It's the Appreciate little things, the guys. It's the little things. <laughs> and um, Mark went out the door, and I rolled the camera, and we shot it in one take. And it was a $3 movie that got into Sundance and did more for our careers than the previous 10 years of trying to be the Coen Brothers. <laughs> And now, as you can see, we own blazers. That's right. <laughs> That's right. They both this have is how it happens, guys. Both of you are wearing Deal very with it. smart blazers. Those are more than $3, I can tell. What was we, wouldn't we don't even have to buy these blazers. People give us blazers, Pete. It's insane. Yep. Jay, what was the $3 for? What was you had to buy a tape. That's it. At 7-Eleven. Nice. <laughs> and I, I went to 7-Eleven and bought the tape. Has anyone said, all right, you're, you've done this $3 film in the past that was highly acclaimed short film of Sundance. I'm going to give you $3 now. What can you do? You know, what did happen, which was interesting, is, and this is a little insight into the way that Hollywood works as a machine, it was, if these guys made this movie that got into Sundance for $3, if we give them $3,000 the movie could be a thousand times as good. <laughs> now, Mark, you star in Togetherness. Is there more pressure on you when you are acting on a project that you created? Because you've also done tons of other television film, or when you're on a project that someone else created and, and has given you the script for? Yeah, I mean, when, you, when I'm on a show like the show The League that I did, that was like a zero. Wait, yeah, I was waiting for that. I even put a little pause in there, if you guys noticed. Uh, there's zero pressure on that kind of a show because it's like it's trying to come up with the most intelligent version of the fart joke you can come up with in that moment. Um, togetherness is inherently more stressful. I mean, the way Jay and I have always talked about it is you know, when we are writing and directing and producing and sometimes acting one of our things, it really is like being a parent. It's, it's nothing more rewarding, but nothing more exhausting. And when we are acting in other shows that aren't our own, it's like being the drunk uncle who shows up with Oreos, plays with the children, <laughs> and then goes home and lets them deal with everything. And it's very nice to have that dichotomy. Which you are enjoying right now, Jay, uh, on the show Transparent. Yeah. Major role as Josh, the A lot of people have seen me naked in here, it sounds like. Okay. Now, cool. We're, we're used to having you behind the camera, and now you're in front of the camera, and you yeah. are getting just huge uh, kudos and acclaim by everyone saying how great you Did you give him any uh, acting tips, Mark? I said, um, acting... <laughs> is very fun <laughs> and you should do this 
because when I go act on other projects, it's like I'm having an affair on our little marriage together, and I get to feel sassy and bad and, and, and do my own thing and just be me in a way that I, you can't always be when someone knows you so well. <laughs> and has that been your experience, Jay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is really fun to act. I'm a little pissed at Mark for not telling me this 10 years ago. <laughs> um, but it's really fun, and it, I mean, I'm lucky to be on such a great show. So you're on record as saying that even though you were both born in the 70s, as kids, you should have been obsessed with Star Wars like all of your friends, but you were not. You were obsessed with hard-hitting relationship dramas like Ordinary People. <laughs> is that true, Jay? That is correct. Really? <laughs> That's what you guys watched together as brothers? Well, it was ordinary people, um, but sometimes we would roll into some lighter fare like Sophie's Choice. Um, Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. I was always good for a guffaw or two. <laughs> that's what they were programming on HBO, and that's just what Fantastic. we watched. Yeah. And for better or for worse, it shaped us. <laughs> like our 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 die was cast. So we thought we'd test your knowledge of those movies, specifically Academy Award Best Picture nominees. Oh, this is great. From 1976 to 1985. Wonderful. That gentle little period right there. Lord. So Jonathan Colt and I are going to do some very dramatic readings from these films, and all you have to do is tell us the title, and the winner will receive an MFA from NYU Film School. <laughs> it's, a, it's about <laughs> time. <laughs> and, of course, an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Here we go. Can you remember no melody of mine? I was the most famous composer in Europe. I wrote 40 operas alone. Here, here. How about this one? Yes, I know that. Oh, that's charming. I'm sorry. I didn't know you wrote that. I didn't. That was Mozart. Mm, it went off the in a name of the film Mark. is Amadeus. Correct. Starring F. Murray Abraham <laughs> as Salieri. And yes. Well done. In this one, Colton and I are an old married couple. You want to know why I came back so fast? I got to the end of our lane. I couldn't remember where the old town road was. There was nothing familiar. Not one damn tree. It scared me half to death. That's why I came running back here to you, so I could see your pretty face. I could feel safe. I was still me. Listen to me, mister. You're my knight in shining armor. Don't you forget that. You're going to get back up on that horse, and I'm going to be right behind you, holding on tight, and away we're going to go, go, go. <laughs> Jay. On Golden Pond. Yes. Featuring, by the way, Dabney Coleman, one of many insensitive male counterpart supporting actor roles from 1975 to 1982. <laughs> yeah. Quite a few he did in there. It Not was least of which is Tootsie. Yes. All right. oh. And all of it was really foreplay for 9 to 5. That's right. He was just <laughs> leading up to it. Now, just to mix things up in this one, I'm going to be a little boy named Billy. <laughs> and Ophira is going to be my dad. Hold it right there. You put that ice cream in your mouth, and you are in very, very, very big trouble. Ow, you're hurting me! Ow, don't kick me! I hate you! I want my mommy! I'm all you got. Mark buzzed in. The title of the film and the biggest missed chance for a Seinfeld spinoff. <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer. Okay, in this one, Jonathan and I are not married, but there's clearly some sort of sexual tension. I should tell you this kind of coat doesn't have any buttons. See? Hooks and eyes. Something wrong with buttons. Buttons are proud and vain. It's not plain. Got anything against zippers? You making fun of me? Oh, we gotcha! Ooh. Ooh, they looked at each other like exactly at the same time. That was eerie. Can we guess? Let's go to our puzzle guru, John Chinesky, for a hint. Uh, her people don't use coats with buttons. It's not really much of a hint. Yeah. Her Pennsylvania people don't wear coats with buttons. If you if you got it, you go for it. Witness? Jay. Yes, witness yes. is correct. Oh, her people, yes. Yeah. 
This is your final one, and mm. we are going to need Puzzle Guru John Chinesky's help for this one. He is going to be playing a little boy named Alvy. Mm. I'm his mom, and Jonathan Colton is his doctor. Why are you depressed, Alvy? Tell Dr. Flicker. The universe is expanding. The universe is expanding? Well, the universe is everything, and if it's expanding, someday it will break apart, and that will be the end of everything. What is that your business? He stopped doing his homework. What's the point? What has the universe got to do with it? You're here in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is not expanding. <laughs> Great accents, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, very well done. Annie Hall, 1977, <laughs> sweeping the awards. Woody Allen not there to receive because he is playing in his jazz band on Monday nights. Mark, you're all about the value add. I really like good. to show up. Good. I want people to like me more than Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I'm going for the sweet, silent type. <laughs> it's clearly working. I'm breaking down over here. Hey, Puzzle Guru John Chinesky, how did the brothers do? Well, Mark, I think people are going to like you because you won that game. Congratulations. Oh, you God. win the Rubik's Cube. Oh, my God. On this episode of Ask Me Another, we're taking a look back at some of our favorite games about movies. And sometimes movies are adapted into other artistic forms like books or musicals. The producers, Hairspray and Legally Blonde, were all adapted from cinema to the stage. And sometimes there's a very long chain of adaptations, like the 2002 film Chicago. Before that movie won Best Picture, it was a musical. Before that, it was a movie. Before that, it was a play. And before that, it was, well, it was a, just a great place to raise a family. We were joined by puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin and guest musician Julian Villard for a quiz about musical adaptations. In your next game, we're going to scrape to the bottom of the barrel to come up with film-to-Broadway adaptations that surprisingly haven't been done yet. <laughs> Julian? We changed the lyrics of iconic Broadway songs to make them about movies you wouldn't expect to be turned into musicals. So just buzz in and say the name of the movie that I'm singing about. And if you're right, you can earn a bonus point by giving me the name of the original song or musical that I'm parodying. So Paige, you won the last game, you win this, and you're in the final round. Aaron, you need to win this, or you have to invest in my Phantom of the Opera spin-off. It's from the point of view of the chandelier. <laughs> All right, take it away, Julian. I can't remember a thing since December Who killed my wife and why'd they do it Since that December or was it November To learn a fact I must tattoo it Paige Memento? Yeah, Memento is correct I'm really getting into short-term memory loss these days uh, for a bonus point, can you name the original song or musical? No, I cannot. Maybe I'll just name one. Sure. <laughs> um, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, no, this, that was from the Fantastics, the song Try to Remember. On their feet, their eggs are neatly balanced, warm and safe from predators around them. Can you hear the voice of Morgan Freeman? It's a documentary about these flightless birds. Aaron. March of the Penguins. Yeah. We really spell it out in that clue, don't we? For a bonus point, can you name the original song or musical? On my own from Les Mis. There you go. I am here in Nam. Wagner's my jam, played as a warning. Hey, what's that bouquet? The smell of nay, palm in the morning. Aaron. Apocalypse Now. Yeah. I'm really into this one. I'm hoping this actually happens. So good. 
Okay, for a bonus point, can you name the original song or musical? I don't know this one, no. Okay, I'm sorry, bonus points can't be stolen. That is I Am What I Am from La Cage aux Faux. Here's your next one. The world will be destroyed by a big asteroid Unless a team of drillers can be deployed Last chance, last chance The Earth has got one last chance Page Armageddon? Yeah! And that's the opening number. <laughs> Can you name the song or musical? Again, I will name a song or musical. Sure, sure. Um, Damn Yankees. That's actually a solid guess. Yeah, right. It's a solid it's guess. A era, era appropriate. Yep. That was Fugue for Tin Horns from Guys and Dolls. Someone to narrate these slides. Someone to fill you with fear. Someone to warn that the tides are rising each year. You know he's sincere. He's being Al Gore. Being Al Gore. <laughs> Paige. An inconvenient truth. Yeah. And on Broadway, we call that a triple threat PowerPoint. <laughs> Can you name the original song or musical? No, um, I'm gonna try. <laughs> I, lo I love that you try. Um, cats. <laughs> so close on very, that one. Very, very close. So close. Yeah, if there was ever the other side of a coin of cats, <laughs> it would be the musical company and that song, Being Alive. Unfortunately, this is your last clue. People, people who see dead people. <laughs> Aaron. Uh, the Sixth Sense. That is correct. How about that bonus point? People, funny girl. People, funny girl is correct. Puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our contestants do? Congratulations, Aaron. You won that game. After the break, our celebration of the silver screen continues with a word game inspired by Terrence Malick that's four hours long and contains no words. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Fastly. People expect websites and apps to be faster and more personalized than ever. And Fastly's Edge cloud platform makes it happen, giving developers the tools they need to go beyond what users expect. But it's not just about powerful technology. Fastly is known for putting the customer first. It's why they were named a leader in content delivery networks by review site G2. To learn how Fastly can help your business, visit fastly.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Slack, a new way to communicate with your team. It replaces email with something faster, better organized, and more secure. Every conversation has its own channel that's easy to join, search, or create, and it's all integrated. You can attach info from thousands of apps, share files, make calls, everything you need to get your work done. Welcome to your new headquarters. Try it for free at slack.com. Slack, where work happens. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with Ophira Eisenberg. And on this episode, we're revisiting some of our favorite movie-themed games. Usually when you go to the movies, you go for pure entertainment. But sometimes you go to the movies to have your mind exhausted by complicated plots that you can barely understand. Like, Ophira, what is that movie where they're learning how to manipulate people's dreams? Oh, I love that one, Magic Mike. No, no, no. It's the one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. and the, the... Oh, oh, okay. It's the part of Titanic when they're in the car. Uh, yeah. No, no. There's a plane in it. Uh, the Aviator. Wait, um, no. Catch Me If You Can. Uh, no. Oh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, no, no, no. It's really confusing and there's a twist at the end. Oh, Shutter Island. Oh, no, no. I, I got it. It's Inception. Oh, I never saw it. Our next game is more mixed up than the timeline of a Christopher Nolan movie. We challenged contestants Rohan Party and Bernard Berlou to a game called Jumbled Plots. Next up, we're going to anagram movie titles, so call your loved ones and tell them it's time to turn on the radio. Uh, Rohan, if your life was a movie, what would the title be? 
Uh, I mean, right now, dazed and confused. <laughs> okay. <where> go. <laughs> Bernard, if your life was a movie, what would the title be? Nah, Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're winning. <laughs> so was the Titanic yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's right. This game is called Jumbled Plots. We've anagrammed the titles of recent movies and rewrote their plot descriptions based on the new titles. So your job is to figure out the original movie. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung, for an example. Chris Pratt runs around a theme park where genetic engineering produces a funky sea mammal in the film Disco Walrus Jr. (laughs) The answer we're looking for there is Jurassic World, which is an anagram of Disco Walrus Jr. (laughs) Buzz in to answer. Bernard, you won the last game, so if you win this, you go to the final round. Rohan, you need to win this, or we'll say be dog yo to you, which is an anagram for goodbye. Ooh. All right, here we go. A contestant on a public radio quiz show buzzes in to answer a question, but forgets the answer because she's a fish with a bad memory in ding, dry info. Rohan. Finding Dory. That is correct. On the brink of the 2008 financial meltdown, Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling renew their glaucoma treatment prescription in Got This Herb. Rohan. What is the big short? It's also not Jeopardy, but yeah, the big short. Correct and then correct. (laughs) Hawkeye, Black Widow, and the gang have their hands full with a robot hurling tubers. In this sequel, flung a root as revenge. Rohan. Uh, what is the Avengers Age of Ultron? Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, yeah, There's we'll no take the that. There's no there, but there, we'll take that. Yeah, that's right. We'll take that. That is correct. Great. Tina Fey plays a journalist sent to investigate offshore tax shelters on the island of misfit toys in Taxing the Work of Toys. Rohan. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. What's going on, guys? I couldn't remember that movie. Yeah. You guys should team up. You'd be unstoppable. (laughs) We'll do the next one together. Here's your next one. Quentin Tarantino directs this 2015 Western about an octet of pro-athlete criminals who bond in a Wyoming cabin in Athlete Thief Hug. Rohan. What is... (laughs) The Hateful Eight. That is correct. All right, this is your final question. The world's two greatest male models come out of retirement to donate their really, really, really ridiculously good-looking organs in Donor Zeal 2. Rohan. Zoolander 2. That is correct. Now, Rohan, I don't know if you know this last game. (laughs) When we got to the final question, Bernard, knowing he was winning, stepped back. (laughs) But you saw the opportunity to just... (laughs) That's a Harvard man for you. Yeah. (laughs) Puzzle guru Archung, how did our contestants do? Well, Rohan tied it up. Congratulations. We're going to go to a tiebreaker. Our Ask Me Another Movie Marathon continues with an audio quiz about an inside joke among Hollywood sound editors. We traveled to the Ace Hotel in Los Angeles, California for a special all-celebrity episode. This next game features two of our esteemed celebritestants, actor Lance Reddick from The Wire and Bosch, and actor and writer Paul Rust, who co-created and stars in the Netflix series Love. Uh, Lance, you said that it was Star Trek's Captain James T. Kirk who actually you heard that? your Lane? interest yeah, in acting. You that stuff. <laughs> but yeah. Why? I grew up addicted to television, but I especially loved Star Trek. I mean, and I always wanted to be Captain Kirk. And once I found out that William Shatner was a trained Shakespearean actor, I would open up monologues and try to do them like Captain Kirk. <laughs> but you'd do it as Kirk? But I did. Well, at that time, I wasn't seeing Kirk as kind of a parody of himself. Right. So, yeah, uh, first season Kirk. As first season Kirk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. Paul, you're from Lamar's, Iowa. 
Ninety <laughs> percent of this audience is Lamartians. There's got to be a billion reasons for tourists to come to Lamar's, Iowa, right? Without a doubt, without a doubt. What's a couple of them? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that it's the, everybody say it with me, ice cream capital of the world. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a big dairy place? Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Very lactose. Very lactose positive. <laughs> Very, Very lactose tolerant. tolerant. <laughs> very tolerant. And so what does that mean? Does that mean like the most variety, the creamiest ice cream, the most outlandish flavors? What, what does that mean? Well, there's a, a big factory that makes ice cream. And so uh, what Cars is to Detroit, ice cream is to Lamar's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when you're, do you, do you like ice cream? Boy, do I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we have an audio quiz for you called Ice Cream, You Scream, We All Wilhelm Scream. So that's the Wilhelm scream. It's a sound effect that has been used in countless movies, including Star Wars and the Indiana Jones series. It's a bit of an inside joke with sound designers and engineers. So in this game, we have inserted the Wilhelm scream into places it does not belong, interrupting iconic movie quotes. (laughs) You just have to buzz in and tell us the words that the Wilhelm scream is replacing. So here we go. Okay. From Jaws. You're going to need a bigger... Uh, Boat. Boat is correct, yes. Okay, this is from There Will Be Blood. I drink your... (laughs) Paul. Milkshake. That is correct, yeah. (laughs) It really lines up in that one. From Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I'm not bad. I'm just... (laughs) Anytime anyone want to buzz in? Just Paul. Uh, Drawn That Way. Drawn That Way is correct. (laughs) This is from Scarface. Say hello to my lips! Lance. Friend. Yeah, that is correct. (laughs) Friend. Friend. And this is your last clue from The Wizard of Oz. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in... Lance. Kansas anymore. That is correct, yeah. (laughs) All right, Puzzleger Archung, how are our celebrity testants doing? After the second game, Paul is in the lead. Our movie compilation episode is nearing its climactic finish. Who will live? Who will die? Who will tell their story? And is it their story to tell? Mm. But before we award the Oscar for Best Original Contestant in a Game Show Adaptation, we have a high-stakes game about low-stakes horror movies. Let's meet our next two contestants. Dave Cummings, you're a new dad. Congratulations! Thank you! We have a wonderful contestant opponent for you. Caroline Alwick, you work in public relations. I do, yeah. Very good. Well, horror movies are designed to scare the pants off of you, but we think the real world is scary enough. So we have rewritten the plots of horror movies by removing all of the horror elements to make them happy and fuzzy for all the softies out there. So we'll give you a non-scary version of a horror movie, and you buzz in and tell us the name of the original film. You ready? Yep. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. With the support of her gym teacher, an introverted teen reconciles with her strict religious mother, becomes popular, and is crowned prom queen. At the end, all of her friends dump a bucket of red Gatorade on her. Dave. Carrie. Yes, indeed. A high school student calls up Drew Barrymore and asks her some fun movie trivia questions. (laughs) If she gets enough right, she wins a Rubik's Cube. Caroline. I actually don't know this one. Um, Good thing you buzzed. Yeah, I just wanted to get in there. Uh, I know what you did last summer. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. You know what it is, Dave? Scream? Scream, you got it. The trivia is coming from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) Billy, a tricycle-riding clown puppet, 
entertains two men playing a diabolically hard room escape game inspired by their own lives as part of a team-building exercise. Dave. Saw. Yes, you are correct. Seven young people board an airplane, but one of them gets a premonition. They'll get upgraded to first class. (laughs) Wi-Fi will work the entire flight and they'll land early. It all comes true. Then later they die of natural causes. Dave. Final destination? You got it. Right, that should be the horror movie. Economy class, group six. (laughs) Four unpopular girls become friends and never turn on each other. Then they form a coven and use their collective magical powers to help those in need and do good deeds. Dave. The craft. Exactly. Three student filmmakers go into the woods to film a documentary. (laughs) Somebody gasped. Scary. I know. Documentary in the hands of students is very frightening. Don't let them do it. Three student filmmakers go into the woods to film a documentary, but decide to scrap the project when they realize the footage is too shaky. Dave. Blair Witch Project. That's right. All right, this is your last clue. A haunted video cassette tape will kill you in seven days after you watch it, but thankfully, no one has a VCR. <laughs> Caroline. The Ring. The Ring is correct. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung. How did our contestants do? Sorry, Caroline. Dave was a little bit faster on the buzzer. So congratulations, Dave. You're moving on to the final round. Well, it's time for our movie favorites episode to come to an emotionally satisfying conclusion. Be sure to stay through the credits, though, for a bonus scene of Captain America trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. It is hilarious. Puzzle guru John Chinesky challenged our contestants to a final round about movie titles. Remember, because this is a special compilation episode, our final round contestants haven't been featured earlier in the show. So don't be confused. Or rather, if you are confused, that's okay. And spoiler alert, somehow Meryl Streep wins. Now we're to crown this week's grand champion, so let's bring back from, hey, I'm walking here, Kim Isaacs. From egalitarian nerd maps, Sam Drazen. From This Land is What Land, Josh Sucher. And from Fields of This, Stephen Gann. The name of this game is Melted because Melted is the opposite of Frozen. I'll give you the opposite of a well-known movie title, and your job is to give me the real title. So if I said, the angel wears Payless, you'd say the devil wears Prada. We're playing this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give us an answer. Last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. And your prize, They Might Be Giants will provide you with a free subscription to their brand new Dial-A-Song direct service. New music all year long. You are welcome. Here we go. Kim, Ugly Man. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman's right. (laughs) Sam. Live easy. Die hard. That's right. Josh. Forward to the past. Back to the future. That's right. Steven. Nice boys. Mean girls. That's right. Kim. The bad, the good, and the handsome. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, the good, the bad, and the ugly is right. Sam. Sit by you. Stand by me. That's right. Josh, low midnight. High noon. High noon is right. Steven, the noise of the lions. Could you repeat that? The noise of the lions. The sound of the silence of the lambs. Yes, that's right. Kim, hate potentially. Love actually. That's right. Sam, wonderful employees. Horrible bosses. That's right. Josh, abstinence and the country. 
Sex in the City. That's correct. <laughs> Stephen, know who's going to breakfast. I have absolutely no idea. Oh, sorry, Stephen. Step aside. Let's see if Kim knows. Who's coming to dinner? I can't just take that. How about you, Sam? Can you give me... Guess who's coming to dinner. Guess who's coming to dinner is correct. We've got to say goodbye to Stephen and Kim. And we're already down to Josh and Sam. Josh. Front door. Rear window. Yes. <laughs> Sam. Nothing about Adam. Something about Mary? No, there, no there's not something, something about Mary. Josh, nothing about Adam. All about Eve? All about Eve is correct. Josh, you are our winner. Congratulations. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Check out our podcast on NPR One, iTunes, or Stitcher. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NPR Ask Me Another. Come see us live or be a contestant. Go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Our senior supervising producer is Art Chung. Narc Thug. Our puzzles were written by Jonathan Bayless, Juan Escalante, Jack Lechner, Scott Ross, and senior writer Karen Lurie. Ask Me Another's produced by Mike Katza. Mitika Fez Travis Larchuk Sick Hurt Larva Julia Melfi I'm Jail Fuel Denny Shin Shed Ninny Romel Wood Old War Mom And our intern Madeline Kaplan That's me, Dank Maple Alien Along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman We'd like to thank our production partner WNYC I'm her ripe begonias Ophira Eisenberg And this was Ask Me Another from NPR Hey, if you've listened this far, why not go the extra mile and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your comments provide valuable feedback for us, and it helps other people find us too. So for information on new episodes, upcoming live shows, and extra games, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And who knows, maybe you could win a Rubik's Cube. Thanks. Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by actor Luca Kane. He stars in the upcoming Saturday Church. The film follows the plight and liberation of Ulysses, a closeted genderqueer teen from the Bronx who's trying to make sense of his identity. And we challenge contestants to an audio game featuring whistling that won't get you in trouble. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.